Hello, everyone. I'm Denise Adams, and welcome to Apostolic Forum. I'm here today with Prophet George Cohen, all the way in Australia, and I'm really glad that you've joined me today, uh, Prophet. It's just amazing to hear the Word of God come out through your mouth. We've known each other for over a year now, and we've just been seeing so many miracles. Your church is full of miracles. They've been happening all over the place, and I'm so excited about how God is using you and your wife over in Australia and making a difference. And listen, can you tell us a bit more about your your church and your ministries and what you're doing? Thank you, Denise. Thank you. Uh, welcome to everybody that's online. We want to just want to greet you in the love of the Lord uh, on this beautiful morning and wherever in your world, uh, maybe night and evening. So thank you for, for joining us and we bless you all. Well, a little bit about us. Uh, both my wife and I are originally from South Africa, born in South Africa, and we've we've immigrated all over the world, spent some time in Asia. Uh, but for the last three years and permanently, uh, we call Australia our home. We are res uh, involved in a small church, and 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 it's a story in itself. The the how we got to this church, uh, God led us to this church right before lockdown. And um, I made a commitment then that we, the, the church is 50 people, um, and uh, we're going to grow this church uh, for the season that God's put me, uh, put us as family there as we build our own international network. So um, our own ministry, my wife and I's ministry is called Amplified Revival Ministries, uh, but we are involved in a small church called Arise Community, Community uh, Church. We, as as Amplified, currently feed about 50 kids, uh, orphans, uh, every day. Oh. And we, uh, we've we made a commitment to the Lord that we're going to double that every three months. So by June, uh, we'll be doing, by June, we'll be, we'll be feeding 100 and uh, then grow as the ministry grows. So we said, we said we'll get to 100 in ourselves because that's where uh, we'll start. But God instructed me to build an 800 seater church so uh, for every soul that he adds and for every uh, member of the church he adds we'll add one child that we will feed and then we'll, we'll just grow the church like that I said that's my commitment to him uh, and that's how we'll grow the church well praise God now I've heard a lot about some of the miracles can you share some of the miracles that have been happening at your church I mean the miracle of feeding orphans is huge that's a huge monthly commitment. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Amen. Yes, it is. It Amen. is a huge, huge commitment. But I look at that and I think of all of the things that you are doing and how you're really impacting your city. And uh, what I'm excited about is that, um, I mean, your wife had an amazing, you had this testimony the other day you shared with me. Can you share that one about the lady with the hearing aids? Yeah, so it was, I'm welcome to do that. And last week, Sunday, when I was actually preaching this specific, what I'm going to share with you today, uh, it, 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 it was birthed in a sermon uh, that I was preaching, where I was looking at, at, at congregations and sharing with them, you need to run your own race in your path and so forth. And, and um, right after the sermon, we were standing and, and um, I walked into a conversation with two individuals sitting, standing, comparing uh, the value of the hearing aids. And the, and the one lady says, I've got, I've paid 
you know, it's it's like it's a it's a trophy, and I and I and I felt in my spirit, but it's the wrong trophy. Yeah. And she says, my my hearing aid costs ten thousand dollars, and the, and, the, and the young man says, but his hearing aid costs seven thousand dollars, and I, it's like they are proud of it. And I says, you know what? And I walked straight into the conversation as that happened, and I said, that's the wrong that's the wrong thing. Why don't you just praise God to to hear that you won't yeah. need a hearing aid? And yeah. I left it there. I I I, I uh, planted the seed and um, I went home and shared this with my wife. And um, that Sunday night, she was actually teaching. Uh, my wife is 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 uh, has got a healing ministry and and she's a teacher. Yeah. And she was actually teaching on how do you through faith how do you keep your healing. And it was it was a a profound service because it was it, it felt like. Um, like in, in her description, she says, you know what? It was hard preaching the sermon. She couldn't stand. The anointing was so heavy. Uh, so in the flesh, it was, it was, it was hard. And it felt for like no one just got it. You know, you know, when you, yeah. you're so on fire and the anointing is so heavy, you say, but do you actually get this? And, um, and there was a cloud of glory and, and we praise and worship and she's, She's a she's a a, a prison worship leader and, and just anointing came and with no prayer no altar call it was a teaching and on Monday night uh, Tuesday morning uh, one of the the people that was one of the members actually sent a message she says you will uh-huh. not believe it my mother was sitting at the TV watching TV yesterday afternoon. And um, it was very loud. And she turned her hearing aid down. Uh, she watches TV on 28, just two, two years. She turns the hearing aid oh, down. Level 28. Le- yeah. Level 28. And she just turned the hearing aid down and it stayed loud. And she took the hearing, out, the hearing aid out and it was loud. And um, they turned it down to four, to four on the thing that she could hear it. Wow. So um, it, it was without prayer, just the glory of God. And that's what the word says, is that, that when the word gets into you, when you soak in the word and you take it in, it changes. Yeah. It, it says it quickens your body. It yes. quickens your mortal body. That's what it is. Yes. Praise, through praise and worship and the word of God, it actually does it. So we're so grateful. And we're just so grateful for the anointing that's here today. It is so heavy and it's so strong and there's so much power going on. Hallelujah. I am just Amen. so excited about what God is doing today in this this meeting here. And I don't know what any of you need out there, but I know that God is a God of miracles and there's such a glory yes. here. Half of my face is like on fire. It's like burning and it's red and the other half is and I don't know what's going on, but that's unusual. Usually my whole face goes like kind of a lovely shade of burgundy. But um uh, I'm excited for what God has uh, t- to share through you. When we were talking about this earlier, and uh, I was really thrilled about, uh, you know, we, we have a race to run, as you said earlier. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, as, as while I was preaching uh, the specific sermon, uh, the Lord shared something with me. So, he and I want to share a word first uh, before we before we get there, and I want to on the basis of the conversation. Uh, yes, I'm gonna, I'm going to read for, out of Hebrews twelve uh, from mm-hmm. verse one and verse two, the B part, just, just to lay the foundation. 
It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that essentially trip us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Not set before anybody else, set before us as individuals. We do not do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who, and this is, this is, this is where it dropped me, that initiates and perfects our faith. Oh, wow. He initiates and perfects our faith. Amen. Amen. Then, Praise God. While I was sitting here praying before the, the, uh, uh, the session, uh, I picked up my wife's Bible. And, and, and as, you, as you can imagine, with, with, we are a very loud family. And that's part of where Amplified comes from, is we amplify the Word of God and, and the love of God and everything we do. We just, we just take what God's given us and give what God's given us as, as tools and amplify it. Amplify the authority, Amen. amplify healing, amplify that. So I want to read it out of the, as I would say, the screaming Bible, because it, scre- it yells at you. It says, <laughs> therefore, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, and then it says, who by faith has testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness. Ugh. So his absolute faithfulness. It's not, it's not just a little bit, his absolute faithfulness. Stripped off every unnecessary weight, the sin which so easily and cleverly um, entangles us. Let us run with endurance and actively yes. persistence the race that is set before us. Hallelujah. Look away, and it's in the verse, last part, it says, look away from all that will distract us, all that will distract us, and focus us, our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfection of our faith the first incentive of our beliefs and the one who brings our faith to maturity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, he's the one who does it all. He's the one who's bringing our faith to the level we need it. And we need to just say, yes, Lord, me, take me higher, take me higher, make it personal. Everyone. I want to go higher. I want my faith perfected. I want it to grow. And, I know he will do that. When when he sees our real hunger and our real thirst for what he wants done, he will do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's another part of this scripture that really just jumped at me when I was looking at it. And as it was as we are surrounded on every side, like circular on every side by a great cloud of witnesses. And I want to tell you, they're cheering everybody on. They're cheering us on. Uh, to Amen. keep moving forward, keep fighting that fight of faith, keep pressing in, keep believing God for miracles. I don't know if you need your ears open. I don't know if you, uh, you know, have heart issues. I don't know if you have lung issues. I don't know if you've been uh, fighting this COVID thing. Doesn't matter what it is, whether it's cancer, whatever. God is here. Jesus is here, and you can even expect your miracle even while we're talking uh, tonight here, that God is on the move. Don't wait for the prayer at the end. Just say, yeah, Lord, I'll take it. I don't know everything yet. I don't understand it all yet, but I will trust you to do what you need to do. I'm saying yes 
to you tonight, Jesus. And that's what's important is your yes, your agreement, your decision. Amen. Even because you're online here tonight, you are a candidate for a miracle that you have never seen before in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And while I was while I was preaching uh, the sermon, God said to me, you know what, there's 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 a snare in what's happening in as church leaders. And I want to speak I want to speak to anybody that that is forms any part of of some form of ministry. And when I say ministry, I'm not talking about the preacher. I'm not talking about apostle. I'm not talking about a, you must understand that there's there's two fun, fundamentals in your purpose. And, and I, I want to set the base with this before before we take it further. There's two fundamentals in a purpose. Firstly, every individual that is born, not every individual that's saved, everybody individual that's born, fundamental purpose is to get to a point where we become Christ-like. That, that is that is that is number one that is why I create uh, we were created in God's image and then we were fallen away by sin from that point every action is to bring us back to the glory of God that that's 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 the pathway so you you are born to glorify God the word says that he says that everything that you do is there to glorify me and I found all these scriptures and every every scripture says, that we are called according to his purpose, not our purpose. He, the the people misquote many scriptures uh, that says all things work together for the good. It says all things work together for the good of those that love Christ Jesus, according to his purpose, not according to our purpose. And actually, so, even before that, it says, and who are praying in tongues. When you pray in tongues, yes, <laughs> you're praying in tongues. Are you praying in tongues? Need to pray in tongues. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And it all works Amen. together for your good. Amen. And I love that. You have to love the Lord. Amen. Well, why, why wouldn't you? He's so cool. He's amazing. Yes, he is. Jesus yes, is he is. amazing. He is so awesome. When his love hits you, it's just like, what just happened? What happened? You know? Amen. So I, that first fundamental purpose is being Christ-like. And that's what Christians mean yeah. as being Christ-like. So if... If your life is not an image of what Jesus led on the earth, then you need to, to reevaluate. But we Christ luck. And that fundamental purpose that means doesn't matter if you are a boulder, you need to be the Christ like boulder that the people on the boarding site sees Christ in you. If you're a nurse, you need to be a Christ like nurse that people yes. can see the love of Jesus in you. If you are a a, a, a cab driver you need to be that christ-like cab driver and ooze out the love of jesus christ that because that's what saves people it's not it's not even that my wife says i'm a i'm a, a fire and brimstone preacher and that's not what what saves the world that is what what uh, brings people to to turn uh, turn their ways but it's a love of jesus because everything is about the love and that love that shines out of you is your fundamental purpose as first fundamental uh, uh, Christ-like and you will lead people to the Lord just by how you're approaching your nature, the blood that comes out of you because you are Christ-like. So that's well, fundamental amen one. Amen to that. Amen to that. Oh, I've got a great message. I'm a nurse. Amen. Amen, Rosalie. Amen. 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 And 
then your second, the second part of that is you are created for a specific purpose. There's a, there's a task that God's ordained you even before you were formed in your mother's womb to, to fulfill in this world. And the, the, that, that purpose is so unique. And that is where I want to get to today is that the biggest pitfall, and that's what God shared with me when I, while I was preaching, the biggest problem with anybody that is a, either a spiritual leader or a Christ-like leader in a specific profession um, or just a parent that you need to mimic the Christ-like life of your children because that's how they're going to be saved. Because it doesn't matter what you do, kids are going to be what you, uh, with the, 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 the examples that you give up. So in yeah. that purpose, God said to me, he says, in today's day, the biggest snare the devil uses is the snare of comparison. Ooh, where yeah, the, the snare of comparison, and and, yeah. and that's the biggest trap you can fall into. Yeah, it's so true. The snare of comparison that's huge. Amen. So let's talk about that. So what God said to me now, previously, the, it's the only the big preachers that was online. So if you're a young preacher or you you're evangelist or apostle or or someone growing. Your there's always been you look up to the Jesse the Plantuses and the and the uh, mm. Ted Shuttleworths and the Kenneth Hagans and the so you follow that but because you are where you are the devil never let in your mind compare yourself with them because the gap is so big. What's happened now since COVID has hit the people actually starting and this is this is what what God said to me the people are starting to compare their little ministry. 100 or 200 people or 50 people, they can compare it now with a pastor down the road because he's got an online presence and you've got an online presence. Um, the, 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 and, and that is the trap because then you stop running your race. You start yeah. focusing on someone else's race because what yeah. happens is you, you, the first thing you do is you follow that, that preacher yeah. and you keep going back and actually what are they up to? What are they doing? And you stop hearing the word of God because now you follow three or four or five of these of these people that you compare yourself with and you listen to their sermon and their sermon becomes your sermon. So you've taken out and drowned out the word of God because you don't oh. seek what God says. You seek what people around you are doing, you see what they are they are they are preaching. You go into the word and then you say, Okay, well I heard from God and you stand in front of the sermon to do that. And that is the trap that that that's that's the devil has, has laid for um for for the preachers today so true it's so true and 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 that's the hard part because you know people can only be who they are we don't want to be a, an echo we want to be a voice we want we all have a voice and we all have something that we need to say that is going to, uh, you know, change our world, change, change, the, not only our personal world, but the world around us. And uh, when you get to the point, and you know, uh, I've noticed this myself, is that when you get to the point where you don't care. The word of God is the word of God, and, and you'll say what you need to say, and you'll be who you need to be. And you just don't care anymore. You care, but you don't care. You know, it's like, I am who I am. 
and it's okay. It's okay. Uh, the size of my ministry, it's okay what I'm doing. I'm just going to embrace my race and run it with fervor and fight the fight of faith. And the fight of faith isn't with your brothers and sisters in comparison. The fight of faith is declaring God's word against uh, the powers and the earth uh, from the defeated devil. I'm not giving him too much room. And uh, as we uh, decree God's word, we declare what he has to say um, and come into agreement with it with our voice. Hallelujah. Uh, we move mountains. And I think if everyone just grabbed a hold of their own specific voice with their gifts and talents, oh, it would be a good day. Amen. And 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 the the first sin, um, we always refer to the first sin as the fall of man in 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 God of Eden, but it's actually not. It's when the devil compared himself with God. So that's where comparison started. So he is not a creator. The devil doesn't create anything. He actually just imitates, and yes. that's been working for since then. Why would he stop using that? So if we identify that as a snare of. Uh, uh, that's something that we need to guard our mind with. Uh, we will, we will, because comparison has always been there, and it, it, it starts from a young age because your parents says, if you're only as good as your brother because he's good music, but you're a good reader, you're good academic. Uh, I'm thinking about a testimony that that uh, my wife was saying. She says she was she's very academic, and because she was very high academic, if she if she got a 98 percent, she wasn't praised. Because mm. it, it 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 was it's not it's just expected of her. It doesn't mean it's not good. It's just expected of her. Oh. Where uh, you would you would have someone else that that's a fifty and suddenly gets sixty, and the whole world screams and shouts. So we need to celebrate this and actually be very cognitive of that with with our children. That we do not compare. Everyone is unique. Yeah. Everyone's got their own purpose and their own race, and yeah. and not fall in this snare. But back to the point is the first sin was where the devil compared himself with God. Yeah. Then, when God of Eden, he just duplicated. He says to Eve, the reason why he doesn't want you to eat this tree is because he doesn't want you to be a godlike. But they were actually, yeah. uh, what he doesn't say, that they were created in God's image. So they were godlike. He's the one exactly. that wasn't godlike. We, They've yeah. got the dominion and he says, I give you the dominion over heaven and earth. Um, so that by, by the devil comparing them, of something they were really, they really were, um, they fell into the trap. Exactly, exactly. And that's the key is if you don't know who you are, the enemy is going to try and tell you who you are or aren't or try to mess you up. So you have to know. I was listening to somebody talk about that one time. He says, you know, when you know the sound of an AK-47, I don't know that sound, uh, and somebody tells, tries to describe to you who doesn't know what an AK-47 is, and they're trying to describe how it works and functions and something. And you know how it sounds. You know when they don't know. You know when they don't know. You know when they're telling you a story. And so we have to be strong in the body of Christ to know uh, the truth of who we are in Christ and what we're called to do and our race we're to run. Because if we don't, the enemy's going to start yelling at us and telling us that this, that, and the other thing. So. I agreed, and and I I uh, one of the someone was saying in the week says the words you say the words the devil puts in your mind has got no power until you say it. Mm -hmm. So when he says it, 
It's got no bearing. It's got no result. But if you say it, all you need to do is you need to get you to say it. So it needs you to actually absorb and actually say, yes, I compare myself. I don't compare myself with this preacher because he's got 10,000 seats. This one has got 100. So let's start the comparison. And that's, and I want to share with you an example um, that actually how that destroys yeah. the kingdom and how that destroys a person. Yeah. You know, and it works both ways. It's like the guy with, the, you know, the 50,000 church. Usually this doesn't happen because they've, to get to 50,000 church, you're, you're, you're a very humble person. And, um, but you know, those who look down on the small ones, you know, yeah. um, who are rising up. Amen. We, we're not to compare it, either way. It's pride, man. It's no yeah. good. Yeah. And, and the, so that comparison goes both ways. You either feel defeated before you even start or, yeah you create a, you get pride in your heart that says i'm better than him so it are uh, both ways it it destroys what god wants to do yeah so Absolutely. i'm going to give us a real example in the word what happens if you compare yourself with someone else okay <clears throat> so we know the the purpose everybody's purpose doesn't matter what it is your purpose is to serve not to be served because yes. Jesus created a, gave us an example that to be Christ-like is only serve. So if, if you don't serve, you are definitely not Christ-like. That's, that's what being a Christian is. If, you, if, I, if someone asks me what is, um, what is the definition of, from an action of the Christian, it's being a servant. Serve Amen. people with love. Serve people with, with compassion. Serve people with, yeah. with the, every gifts you got is to serve people. That God didn't give you a gift to do it for yourself. Amen. So, now, an example of someone serving was David. David was, the word says he was serving in the, in the, uh, in the fields in the, as a shepherd boy, and then he was, was exalted. So he started, yeah. he started serving. Then um, they came to him and says, you need to take food. He was looking off the sheep, and he says, you take food to your brothers in the, in the battlefield. And he says, okay. Um, so again, serving went to them, and that's yeah. how everything everything started. This is this is years after he was prophesied that he's going to be the king. Um, wow! The 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 he didn't get a, a big head and says I'm going to be a king, so I'm not I'm not good enough to serve. So where I want to take up this conversation uh, for the example is in one Samuel eighteen from verse five. So I'm going to read that fast. It says, All right. serving, whatever Saul asked David to do, so serve, whatever Saul asked David to do, David mm -hmm. did it successfully. So he didn't just do it because from a, oh, I've been told to do something. He did it successfully. And to do it successfully, you have to do it full-heartedly. You can't do something successfully and do it halfway. You have to, that, that's only successful when you do it full-heartedly. So Saul made him the commander over the men of war. An appointment that was welcomed by the people of Saul office alike. So the 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 soldiers actually accepted him, um, and and they 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 welcomed the uh, uh, appointment. This is where it turns. When the victorious Israelites army was returning home after David has killed the Philistine, women from all the town 
of Israel came out to meet King Saul. So Saul was there. He yep. was with him. He yep. was with David. Um, King Saul, they sang and danced from joy with uh, tambourines and cymbals. So they're making a joyful noise. The words is make a joyful noise. This was their song. This was actually what they were singing. Saul has killed his thousands. And David, he's 10,000. Now I want to stop there. That is, is before, before I go on, that's actually the, the, the word Saul did this and David did this. That word and is a conjunction in, in, in the English yeah. language. And, and I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a English, not my first language, but it's a conjunction. It puts two similar passages together, the word and, not an opposite. It's a conjunction. Let's see how how Saul responded, and and this is where the comparison comes out. He says, "This made Saul very angry." What's this? He said, "They credit David with ten thousands and me with only thousands. Next, they'll be making him their king." Something, isn't it? You know, that's what was going on inside his head. He saw his downfall, and he he was he was he was he was he, yeah, it's terrible. Verse nine. So from that time on, Saul kept the jealous eye on David. From that time on, Saul stopped being the king of Israel because all he did is he focused on David. Uh, and did you hear that? It was a jealous eye. There was a jealous eye. Jealous eye. On, he was not looking unto God with both of his eyes. He had one eye no. on David and one so, eye maybe on God. Maybe on God. And, and, and if I have to paraphrase this in, in, my, in my English, just to show you what the devil did, the women were singing a song and they, they weren't there. They had no... They had no uh, reference to the amount of people that was killed. So what they were saying is that Saul killed thousands and David killed ten thousands. That conjunction was similar. So they, what they were saying is they were saying Saul came, uh, killed a bunch of people, David killed a bunch of people and celebrate. That, that, that's, that's what they were saying. But what Saul heard, and 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 this is where the whole crux of this thing comes together. What Saul heard is David, so I killed, uh, David King 10,000, the opposite, David killed 10,000, but I, but me, I only killed 1,000. So they're comparing me with David's success. But he, at that point, he only killed one person, killed the, 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 yeah. the David, uh, the guy. He exactly. only killed one person. Yeah. So Saul, this is, the, this is where the trap happens. Saul compared himself to David. And only because of what the woman was singing. There you go. And that, and that wasn't and even. And, and, and you look at it and you kind of go, hey, so you can't listen to the noise in the streets. You can't. You got to keep your eyes on Jesus. That's the one thing Amen. I've learned. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Keep both of your eyeballs looking at Jesus. I have man of God. Once said, he says, if you've got one eyeball looking at a person, and he was talking about for finances, and one eyeball on God, don't look to God. Mm -mm. 
because you've got your eye on a person or, or a man or a woman uh, to fund your project or whatever it is. Keep both your eyes on Jesus. Look to him and, uh, you know, be single hearted, be single minded on the Lord Jesus. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. And at that point, and this is this is where it became powerful for me. At that point, Saul stopped running his own race. Yeah. He started focusing on David and ran, tried to run a David race. So oh. if you do not run your own race and you focus on people or you focus on other ministries or other pastors, you are going to miss what God's purpose for your life is. You're going right. to miss signs and wonders that God will that follow you because signs and wonders doesn't follow when you start doing that because in 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 first corinthians um let me give you my hours. first corinthians 3 it talks of the first corinthians oh. 3 actually um it's, it's when you do that first uh, corinthians 3 verse 3 it says uh, in the new new king james it says for there we are there because then you create you the devil creates envy and strife and division in your heart. Yeah. So if you if you focus on someone else and you and you compare yourself with others, you create strife, division, and envy in your heart. And that is the, that that's the result. That's the fruit of comparison. That's right. That's right. And uh, you know, you look at that, you and you see the hearts of people, and and you. Um, it just stops them. The enemy, that's what the enemy uses to stop people in their tracks from moving forward. And so sad. So sad. But and, God doesn't want that. Paul, no, he doesn't. Uh, and, and Paul actually addresses that. He addresses that in, in, uh, to the Church of Corinthians. And he addresses that to, to them in uh, 3. Going further to from verse it's going to go there. Okay, so verse three, in in the New Living, it says, "For you are still controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous of anyone and quarrel with each each other." Ooh. The New King James says, "For uh, where there are envy, strife, and division among you, you are not carnal. So you you're still living in the flesh and uh, behaving like mere men." Yep. Behaving like mere men, and we're called to. We have a higher calling. We're kings we and priests unto our God. We're a holy nation. Holy nation. And and this is where where the I'm speaking to not just the leader. I'm speaking to the the voices in the streets. The celebration when when you when you as as a as a congregation member or someone else, you need to this. You need to hear this. It says. Um, especially in a, in, a, in a congregation where there's different gifts of prophets and apostles, yeah. the five in the church. It says in verse four, when one you say, I'm a follower of Paul, and other one you say, I'm a follower of Apollos. And you actually just like people of this world because you, you follow a person, you don't follow God. You, you look after yeah. signs and wonders, you, you follow that. It says, after all, who is Apollos and who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom yeah. you believe the good news. So if you if you compare yourself with another preacher, you compare or, or as a congregation member compare two different pastors in, in, in the congregation. Yeah. When you do that, you create division. And yeah. secondly, you the word says 
um, you actually just like the world because that's what the world does. It goes on to say, each of us did this work for the that the Lord gave us. So Apollos and Paul, each of them did exactly what God gave them. They 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 didn't. Uh, Paul didn't want to be Apollos, and Apollos couldn't be Paul. It's it it says that I planted the seed in your heart, and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. I love that. In one one version, it says, "All the while." God gave the increase. I love that. Amen. I love that scripture. It's uh, so, so actually I was talking with someone regarding that and uh, it was all the while God gave the increase. And uh, when we realize our job is to release that word and allow God to do the work and trust that he is backing his word and that he will uh, confirm the word of his servants. Hallelujah. That, uh, God shows up big time and uh, lives are changed. So we're all working together for this. The body of Christ is a body. I love that. Yeah. We're working together to see lives change, to see God get the glory for everything. Amen. 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 And and at that at that moment I realized if you compare yourself with someone else and you you adapt how you preach, how you deliver word, what you preach to these people that you compare yourself with. What happens is um, people just get water and they'll drown or they'll just get oh. seed and the seed will never grow. So Amen. you have, you've got a specific purpose. If you are there to plant and someone else is there to water, if you compare yourself with someone else and you adapt your style to them or you adapt to the way they speak and 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 I I can't be a, um, a Jesse DePlantis. I'm not called mm. to be a Jesse DePlantis. Even I'm trying to adapt my style to be a Jesse DePlantis. I'm not going to be funny. So <laughs> the the reality is that I'm called for a specific purpose. And at that season, if I'm there to water, and I adapt it, and not water, the seed will not grow. Or if I'm called exactly. to plant, if I'm called to plant the seed and I'm actually watering, there's no seed. Well, praise God. And, and sometimes it's, it's like we don't know what the people do know. And sometimes you'll be planting uh, uh, in someone's heart. There'll be a planting going on, and the person sitting beside them is going to be getting watered too. That's, a, that's yeah. the other side of looking at it is they're both you got two people sitting there, someone who's never heard that word before and someone who has. And when that word's going to get, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I remember that word. And they're going to get watered and it's going to be like, oh, now the seed can grow some more. It was a little dry. You know, it needed some more um, water. And uh, the other one is like, man, you've never even heard this before. Yeah, I remember the time when, and I talk about this one often because this is, was really impactful. Um, that uh, I was reading Ephesians 5.30, that we're of his flesh and of his bones and of his body. And I heard that in a church service, and I just about fell on the floor, that that was actually written in my Bible, and I had never seen it before. And, uh, you know, it was like, I'm, I'm, I'm part of you. And I remember going home that day and looking at my hand, and I was just looking at my hand, and I was having a quiet time, and I was in my bedroom, and and I'm looking at my hand and my there's a knock on my door. And it was my son. And he, and he says, yeah, well, I said, well, come on in, come on in. I'm just just taking a, a rest here. And he says, oh, mom, mom, you're glowing. 
<laughs> so I think I was being watered, but I don't know what was going on. God was in the room and he was doing something, but it was it was so impactful. And we have to get back to that. We have to get back to that amazement of, you know, this is this word, this is life, this is real. And 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 you may be watered uh, or there may be a planting going on, uh, but there's a transformation happening because all the while God is giving you the increase. God is watering you. He's planting in you. He's doing the work. We, we're just a mouthpiece. He's the one going into your heart, attacking your heart, branding the word on you, making this word come alive in you and transforming your life. I think that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Amen. And and that is all that's lost if you compare yourself with someone yeah. else. So getting back to Closing off from a from a from a thing where I started is brothers and sisters run your own race according to his purpose. Find your purpose and run your race according to his purpose. Do not compare yourself with someone else. You are perfect George. You are the perfect Sandra Don. You are the perfect Denise. You are the perfect Terry. You cannot be someone else, and no one else can be you. Find your purpose in God's kingdom and live that purpose remember if your purpose is about you it's selfish and that's falling away of the last days it has to be how do you how are you more christ-like in when you're out there and secondly how do you build the kingdom and bring in the last harvest for the last days amen and amen to that and uh terry i really believe he was speaking to you um i, I know you're asking for a word of encouragement and I just believe that you have to find find your place in in the body of Christ where you can do what you need to do. Not everyone uh, everyone has a role to play, whether you're the knee or the foot or the elbow in the body of Christ. That that um, function that you have is essential. It is needed, and sometimes maybe you don't feel as needed. Um, but I'm telling you that Jesus needs you he's planted you where he's put you uh, where in in alberta and um i know that he has work for you to do and you can there are people that only you can reach only you can touch and um i i just say hey you know be encouraged that god sees what you're doing even now he knows your heart he 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 understands your your challenges and your grace on your life and, and the things you've gone through, but there's so, so much more for you. And um, don't measure your ministry. Amen. You know, when I started out in ministry, it was um, um, the, the senior pastor would lead worship. She would lead worship while I watched the babies. And then when she finished leading worship, I, uh, she came back to the house and, then I got to go to the service. And so it was in behind the scenes. I mean, you know, you clean the bathrooms, you sweep the floor, wh whatever you do, you're doing unto God. And God sees your work and sees your heart. So do not be disheartened, but be encouraged that God is truly seeing what you're doing. And, um, you know, there's a reward for you in heaven for what you do do and are continuing to do. Amen. Praise God. So the, 
uh, it's actually described in 1 Corinthians 12, where it Ah. talks about the human body as part of the body of Christ. Oh, Um, let's go there. It says, uh, and I want to go to verse 16, because this is is the, the, the crux of it. It says, and if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make me less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, who would? How would you hear? If the whole bodies were an ear, how would you smell? Mm. So, but our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where He wants it. Not, not where you need, where He wants it. He's put you in a specific place where He wants you. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eyes can never say to the hand, "I don't need you." And the head can't say that to the feet. I don't need you. It, it's it's you've got an, a unique role to play in a time of this. We're all called for a time of this. We we are. I'm so excited the fact that that God that we I'm part of a generation that I believe will see the coming of Christ, and we all play a part to be able to bring in the last harvest. Because that's what it's about. I've, I've always yeah. said the only thing that you can take to heaven is the souls that you want. Nothing else. So Amen. focus on that. Focus on that. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. It's a good word. Good word. I hope you're encouraged with that word. I, I, I see an amen here. Uh, you know, you can't go by what you're feeling. Don't just don't feel like I'm doing any good. The key with that is, is the enemy will tell you you're never good enough. What you're doing isn't good enough. Um, you could do more. And he's trying to make you feel bad about what you are doing. You know, if you want to do more, talk to your pastor and find out ways where you can work with the vision there uh, to help the vision go forward together. Because you're part of the church and there's a vision at your church where you can be a part of that. And whether it's bringing in souls or uh, working in the building, whatever God has called you to do. And um, don't let your feelings get in the way of of diminishing the work that you're doing. Because everything you do, there is a reward for. God sees it. It's, It's valuable. It's important. He said even the most inward parts. The, the inner parts of of the of what's going on that you can't see out in front those are the most valuable places and so the kingdom of God is is so um, is so um, different from the world's way of doing things you know you think that if you're out front that that's the big thing and sometimes it's the praying grandma and behind the scenes that is doing the work and I like what Lizanne says here. Um, that's your dear wife. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Lizanne. Good to see you online with us. Walk by faith and not feelings and keep your eyes on him. I think that's a good word. Amen. So I want to just leave, uh, I want to encourage Terry to go to go read First Corinthians 12. But I want to leave with him verse 22. It is, in fact, some parts of the body that seems weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Yep. So I I understand that that in the bigger scheme of things, um, people look up to pastors or they look up to other 
apostles and, and other evangelists. And, and I know that there's a calling on your life. And God says, you are very important. It might not seem that way. It might not, you might not feel that way. But go read 1 Corinthians 1, uh, 12 from verse 12. And you would see that in God's part, every body part that he, he chose what part you need to play. Every body part is important. And in actual fact, the ones that you don't see are the most necessary. The, yeah. If you think about your body, the intestines, your heart, the stuff that's inside of you that you don't see, that you don't actually look after is the most important that keeps you alive. It's not your hand. It's not the feet. It's not the, you can, you can live without a feet. You can live without a, uh, without a leg, but the, the intestines, the stomach, which is, which is where, 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 without that, you can't, you can't live. So you might feel unnecessary, but God's got a purpose and a design, divine uh, purpose for your life. And you know, I, I'm and then run it. your. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, find it and then run your race. Do not compare yourself with other people, because that comparison is a lie from the devil. You are unique. You are exactly what you need to be because you are created in God's purpose, according to for His glory. Amen. And I want to let you know, Terry, you're not the only one thinking that thought. The very fact that you said that and verbalized what you're sharing here is a way a lot of the people in the body of Christ have been feeling. And I want to thank you for being honest and real with us because Amen. what we're doing is not only is this for you personally, but I know that many, many people will receive um, a, a peace in their heart with what they are doing and, and won't look to those feelings and say, no, that's not what the word of God says, that's not what God says about what I'm doing. And, um, and, and I'm glad that you brought it up. Thank you for doing that. Amen. And, and th thank you. And I, and I being, uh, I want to encourage everyone that's listening. That is what God's, this is exactly what God's laid on my heart to share this word with is if you run your race, if you run your race, according to his purpose, you will live a full life and you will you will experience God's fullness because you do not compare yourself with others. You there's there's no other Terry in the world. There's no other Lizanne. There's no other Sandra Dawn. There's no other George. There's no other Denise. You are unique, called for a specific part. He says in that he says in, in Romans twelve, he says, I've created you a specific part of the body and you need to fulfill that purpose. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you Amen. richly. Hallelujah. Wow, this has been fun. Uh, I'm really enjoying that. Now, in closing, um, are, are, was there anything else you needed or would like to add? No, I think, I think let's, let's pray. It's important to, to, to speak life. And, and that's, that's what God's, uh, that's what God wants is us to actually proclaim because uh, uh, there's life in, in your words. You yeah. can change circumstances by speaking into the spirit. You can change circumstances by decreeing and declaring and standing on your authority because in your purpose, he's given you the same authority when you were saved the dominion and authority that was given to you to Adam and Eve in the beginning that, that fell away after the sin 
has been given to you when you are in right standing with God. When you've got a covenant with Jesus Christ, that power and the dominion has been given back to you. Stand on it, speak life, because my wife always says, and she's online, she can, I can claim it. She, she always says, it says, what you speak today is you declare your tomorrow. You actually Amen. building your tomorrow. Speak life. Amen. Amen. Before we go, can I have you uh, pray for everyone tonight? Yes. Awesome. Lord Jesus, we come to you and we want to thank you for the opportunity that we had to share the word of God and break it open as, as friends and family online. Because we are all brothers in Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ. So we are family. Lord, I want to bless every individual that that's listening to this sermon, to this conversation. Lord, because... You said that you inhabit the praises of your people. You say that we two or three are gathered, there are you. So you are Yah. Holy Spirit, go forth. And and this word, let it resonate in every individual's heart that they can understand and, and uh, uh, get to grips that if they understand that their purpose is unique, that is when the fullness of God can be experienced in their life, in their finances, in their marriage, in their relationships and in the purpose of God because what God has planned for you is better than what you can plan for your life. Stop looking at what I can do for me and stop looking at what I can do for God. And Lord, we want to thank you for this opportunity. I want to speak life into every individual that's listening to this. I want to speak healing that any person that's listening to this word that's got that's got sickness in their body. Your word says, by your stripes, we were healed. Not we will be healed. We were healed. Healing in the name of Jesus Christ. Deliverance in the name of Jesus Christ. Provision. I want to I wanna, I wanna prophesy provision in every individual's life. Understand that God wants money to flow through you, not to you. And the day that you get that, money will start flowing. It's not for your it's not for your own benefit. It is money to flow through you because at that point you start feeding the hungry. You start looking after the, the, the needy. You start looking after the orphans and the and the widows as the word says. At that point, God will bless you abundantly, pressed down, shaken together, running over. We love you in the love of the Lord. You are unique. You are more than a conqueror of Christ Jesus. You can fulfill your purpose. And at that point, you will have a full life in Christ. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, I want to thank you, uh, Prophet George, for joining us today and speaking out that awesome word. It was awesome. I really enjoyed it so much. And right now, I'm just going to say goodbye to everyone. We're going to have a short video. And, you know, we will see you later on. Um, Wednesdays, we have Sunday service at noon and it's 5 a.m. on Monday in, uh, in Australia. It's Just One Thought. That's our, our Sunday Just One Thought with Apostle Paul Kenny. And Wednesday mornings at 8.30 a.m. Uh, Pacific Daylight Time. You can catch my um, teaching usually or prophetic word that I hand out for you and prepare for you and serve you. 
but also coming up in May, at the end of May, May 28th through to the 30th, we're going to be having a program called Prophetic Thunder. And I want to invite you, uh, come on out and be a part of that online. We're going to be having some special services and uh, we'll have different apostles and prophets from all over the world working together, bringing the word of God to make life easier for you. Amen. This is about working together and glorifying God and having um, help all over the world coming to you through the venue of the airways. So thank you again for joining us all online and I'll see you on Sunday. God bless. Mm -hmm.